Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to Healthy Choices XM. My name is Sean Young, known as AKA AAR Shanto. And I'm going to be your host today here on XM, and we're going to talk a little bit about all several, all several types of things that will help you get started in a healthy lifestyle. We have Dr. Cardiologist, Dr. Joel Kahn. He's going to be with us here in just a second. And so we're going to kick off with the show. And if you're a new listener to our show, we feature choices that will help you with health care and uncover the roots cause of many chronic diseases and how we can promote longevity. Also, if you want to call in with questions or comments, our phone number is 877-956-9566. And if you're listening to the show on podcast, you can text us at 512-219-0724. Or make sure you check out our website, HealthyChoicesXM.com, for exclusive products featured on today's show. And we will definitely get... um, Dr. Khan's contact information, so if you want to reach out to him and talk to him as well. Be sure to check out the allergy survival kit that Ray has been talking about for the last couple of weeks. i am definitely got to order in my allergies. If you're like me, they're really kicking up pretty good. I have to say that my allergies are really, really taking its toll. I'd like to start with thanking our sponsors of the, today's show, PD Labs, or Prescription Dispensing Laboratories, a national licensed license pharma, a national licensed pharmacy focuses on patent formulas and much, much more. So be sure to check them out at PD Labs. And so now, and let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am a talk show host, and I'm filling in for Ray. Uh, I host a show that's called Try This Dish Radio. I'm a big foodie. I'm a big diabetic foodie. So today's show is very, very important. I believe in all of the th- all of the guests that Ray has had on the show, as well as this one, uh, Dr. Khan. How you doing? I'm awesome. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. I hear you very good. I hear you very oh, good. 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 The technology is wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but absolutely, yeah, I am doing great, uh, sitting in a bit of a gray and gloomy Detroit uh, evening, but um, alive and well and grateful for everything. Well, absolutely. Well, thank you for your, your service, and thank you for all the things that, you, that you're doing. Uh, tell me, how, how, how did you get started, and, how did you, and we're going to talk about your, your diet here, the prolonged diet here, in just a second. Right. So my own path, as you said, I'm a heart specialist, a cardiologist, um, entered the University of Michigan Ann Arbor long ago. God, uh, I didn't want to say it on here. Forty-one years ago, I think. Oh wow! And um, you know, and uh, had a nice little girlfriend with me. That that woman's been my wife for thirty-seven years. Oh, congratulations! And we, and we both <laughs> kind of reacted in the dormitory the first week uh, in the cafeteria, and we didn't say I'm vegan, I'm plant-based. Nobody knew those words. Mm-hmm. We basically adopted a vegetarian vegan diet, 1977, and 
very soon she was in nursing school. I was in medical school. It was Ann Arbor. It was liberal, um, animal rights, and a whole bunch of things. I started studying some medical articles and pretty much never went back. Thought it was kind of a temporary thing. And mm-hmm. so I no health crisis, but we've been eating this way for four decades. And as increasing medical data became available, as the idea that nutrition mattered for managing and avoiding disease, reversing disease, as science came out, rather than just focus only on traditional cardiology. And I had trained in what you call the catheterization laboratory and mm-hmm. balloon angioplasty and stents. I always had an interest in the other part, too, prevent, 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 and particularly the role of food in prevention. Now I focus on food and sleep and stress and environmental toxins and meditation and yoga and all kinds of things. Bottom line is we have a very, very difficult and toxic world we live in. It's very easy to get sick and um, uh, develop diseases that are preventable, are reversible. Mm-hmm. Not all, but it's many people feel 80% of the U.S. health bill, I mean a multi, multi-billion dollar bill, is due to diseases that theoretically if we lived a little different life, uh, ate a little different diet, moved a little differently, we could dramatically slash and burn all the pain, the suffering, the hospitalizations, the surgeries, the premature death, and just the enormous financial burden on this country and employers and everybody else. So that's a little bit long-winded, but, you know, I, uh, I, I don't think there's any more noble part of medicine than prevention. I yes. mean, keeping people healthy. It's a miracle when we can patch them back together and get an operation or a procedure or a medication. But what I am lucky to enjoy, which is waking up every day and just feeling great naturally because I don't take, I don't need any medication, mm-hmm. uh, is a blessing that more people should know they could achieve doing the hard work. You know, mm-hmm. I've said no. I, you know, I've been in a lot of situations where eating healthy has been an awkward and difficult situation. But it's, uh, you know, you wouldn't buy a brand-new Ferrari and immediately Google, where can I buy the cheapest gas? Gonna, you know, it's going to probably burn out my engine and cause me to have, you know, $100,000 in repairs. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that. Uh, but we do it with our bodies every single day. We cut corners. Well, you know, you, you, I want to touch on something you just said. You, sometimes you get in situations where you can't really get into a healthy uh, or eat something healthy. How do you get around that? How, what's the best uh, best way of someone beginning around eating unhealthy when they're when, yeah? You know? Well, you know, one is you know step one is recognizing, and mm-hmm. it's it's a step that's not largely recognizing. Mm-hmm. A, a statement that actually I have I own three restaurants now because I have gone from not only seeing patients for cardiology care, which I do every week, mm-hmm. but also entering the solution business of, at least in Detroit and Austin, Texas, where I have my restaurants, mm-hmm. um, trying to provide a solution to people by making it pleasant and social and also a place to eat healthy. Um, and we have painted in one of those restaurants all over the wall, food is medicine, mm-hmm. you know, eat like it matters. But if you go out there to the public and you ask the average person with what you deal with, type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. cancer, heart disease, uh, and uh, arthritis, obesity, blood pressure, I mean, these diseases that just fill doctors, clinics, and hospitals, 
and said, do you think your diet had much to do with it? I don't know what the number would be, but a lot of people would not agree mm-hmm. that that this disease came on because of the work cafeteria or their refrigerator or that ice cream truck with the bells or, you know, the um, the pizza delivery guy coming in at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. a couple nights a week. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't recognize that food is information, food is medicine, food is fuel. Yeah. But it, it's not just like all gasoline's the same. There is definitely uh, premium fuel, and there's uh, lesser fuel, just like you find the gas station. And, again, Ferrari, the human body is a miracle. I believe that strongly. I know medicine. I know biochemistry. I've been in the operating room. I've been inside, literally inside tens of thousands of people doing cardiology procedures. The human body is a miracle. A Ferrari, a Maserati, a Bentley ain't got nothing on the human body. But we don't recognize it. We don't treat it. So um, if we will just start step one, if my body's valuable, then maybe I'll skip a meal. Mm-hmm. If, I'm at a, if I'm at a Super Bowl party and I'm dedicated on a health journey, maybe to reverse type 2 diabetes, and all they have is fried chicken wings and, you know, and pepperoni pizza, if there's not a salad, not a baked potato, not a, um, uh, a fruit plate, you know, you don't have to be perfect, but like the upper spectrum. Maybe yeah. you don't eat that day. I mean, that's part of what when we talk about this prolon mm-hmm. breakthrough in medicine, it's recognizing we really can control. Most of us overeat. Yes. Most of us are like Pavlov dog food, eat, no brain stuff. <laughs> no. And, you know, so that's, you know, it's called mindfulness. Yes. A lot of people have heard the word lately. Yes. Being mindful that food is fuel, food is information. We can talk about some of these amazing examples of what happens to the body with bad food or good food in minutes. But recognizing that, then recognizing that we're not slaves. You know, you want to be the master of food, not a slave to food. Mm-hmm. And sometimes skip a meal. I've been, you know, there are a lot of my friends now refuse to eat in airports. Because, you know, and maybe I shouldn't single out airports because you could say the same thing for hospitals. Mm-hmm. You could say the same thing for a lot of, you know, grab-and-go restaurants. But they refuse to eat there just on the basis. It's good for the body once in a while yeah. to be deprived of food a bit. There actually are unbelievably healthy responses when the body doesn't have fuel nonstop. And in this country, we're, we're just drowning in fuel, yep. food. Yep. Yep. Uh, but the body actually can handle that and actually repair when you give it a break. Take a vacation from food for mm-hmm. 12 hours or a day or two. And I'm not, we'll talk about this, I'm not talking about necessarily always doing like complete fasting like Ramadan or a Jewish holiday or yeah. uh, you know, a Lent. But nonetheless, getting control, just getting control of food. Food addictions are real, and then I'll stop talking. Now, you may want to get rid of these things, but sugar addiction's real. Some people, you know, it's as sensitive in their body and their brain as, uh, not necessarily necessarily, same as cocaine. Or alcohol, but there are people that are literally sugar addicted. Cheese, dairy is a fairly addictive food, and literally biochemically. (laughs) Yes. So recognizing that, you know, you may have to like go through the shakes a bit, the withdrawals a bit, detox a bit, and say it's going to be tough. But I'm getting off soda, and I'm getting off cookies, I'm getting off ice cream, and I may be unhappy for a few days, and I'll have to listen to music or go exercise or get some support from my friends and let them all know that I'm doing this. But uh, anyways, you know, mindfulness, awareness, 
uh, and deprivation once in a while are kind mm-hmm. of the steps how you kind of negotiate a tough world. Okay, well, yeah. well, with that being said, we have a caller, and we're going to get to the caller here in just a second, but I do have uh, I have a couple of comments and questions to ask you to brush up on that, and we'll start talking about the prolonged diet. Caller, uh, please let me have your first name and your question, please. Uh, yes, my name is uh, James, and I did the Prolon diet about two months ago. Had a great success with it. Unfortunately, with my travel schedule, I'm in sales. I'm on the road all the time. I'm about to do my second round, but I noticed uh, a problem. Um, the the snacking, I, I noticed when I try and go uh, uh, in between meals, my urge to snack is a lot higher, and I try and do nuts, but I try and stay away from cheeses but I feel like I'm stuck in the way I uh, give myself nutrients. Is there anything, give me advice, um, you know, so I stay more consistent uh, when it comes to snacking, per se? Good question. Dr. Khan? Yeah, it is a good question. And again, we'll, we'll backtrack whenever uh, Ray wants to talk about what prolon is. You brought up a word that many, many listeners don't know what it is. But, you know, again, snacking is preparation and mindfulness. There's you know, a real common statement that, you know, we spend much more time planning a vacation uh, than, or a car trip than we do planning our own health. So, you know, whether it's your office and there's a refrigerator, ideally that you can have an apple or cherries or a banana in, or like you say, some raw nuts, raw walnuts, raw cashews, recognizing it is still a trap. You don't want to eat half a bottle or a bottle. You have to have some limits uh, if there's one of those small little packets. It's probably, you know, in gas stations, the only thing I ever see that's an option is a banana or sometimes they will have raw walnuts or mm. raw almonds as an option. You just got to be careful about the size of the package. Um, drinking can be, a you know, and I'm talking water, uh, a cup of tea can be a good, you know, you got the urge to eat but you go drink an eight-ounce glass of water, hopefully not in a plastic bottle full of chemicals that can actually contribute to your obesity and even thyroid and diabetic disease. Mm. The, the world sure. of chemicals and plastics has gone from woo-woo, tree-hugger people to mainstream medicine. Mainstream medicine now recognizes that there was a study published six weeks ago in um, Indiana that of 100 pregnant women who gave a urine sample, 93 out of the 100 had high levels of the plastic that's in the bottles you're buying at the gas station for water called bisphenol A or BPA, which actually can affect the health of the pregnancy, the health of the infant. So 93% of pregnant women, it's probably 93% of all of us. Mm. So anyways, drink water as healthy as you can. I like glass bottles. I like stainless steel bottles. Have a cup of tea maybe black coffee, you might find the hunger goes away and you don't actually end up eating. Um, Go take a walk. Sometimes that hunger wave passes. The odds are if you had breakfast and you're going to eat dinner, and even if you're eating lunch, if there's two or three meals a day, you're probably not hungry. You're probably dealing, because, you know, you've you've fueled your body. You're dealing with habits. You're dealing with boredom. You're dealing, you know, you could if you're eating bad food, your blood sugar might be dropping. Uh, maybe you ate some processed. A person that stops for a sausage egg McMuffin at the gas station, you know, a really highly processed food that's going to spike your sugar sky high, but it's there's no whole grains or whole food. So 
your sugar is going to come down pretty quickly. And, you know, that's when you might feel that. And, again, biting onto an apple or switching to a bowl of oatmeal for breakfast or a big green smoothie with flaxseed, something, lots of whole grains so that your blood sugar kind of doesn't, you know, jump up and jump down. So mm-hmm. those are some clues. Okay. All right. That definitely helps you. Helps me. Thank you very much. You got it. All right. Well, thank you so much, James, for calling in. All right, uh, Dr. Khan, uh, now, I want to know how you, how, how did you come up with the, the prolonged diet? How did the, take me to well, the process. I like that's that. kind of you, and I would like to take full credit for the prolonged diet. Mm-hmm. However, if you check my biography, and if you check the biography of a very famous scientist in Los Angeles, Walter Longo, his mm-hmm. last name, L-O-N-G-O, from Italy, you will quickly identify that if I claimed creating the prolon diet, I would be frauding the public. So <laughs> I'm an expert on the prolon diet mm-hmm. in my clinic, understanding the science, but I did not create it. And let's take, you know, you tell me the time frame we have, but basically this is a uh, 50-year-old scientist, University of Southern California um, uh, Institute of Aging, mm-hmm. who got interested in aging science over 20 years ago and um, realized, as many have, that if you, um, will, if you will cut back the calories in any animal that you study, from a little yeast to a mouse to a rat to a monkey, if you cut back the number of calories a day you feed them, they live longer. Mm-hmm. In a yeast, it can be... Ten times longer if you don't, if you give them, if you give like a a mouse a a food bowl that they can eat as much as they want whenever they want, or if you just feed them and you cut that back and limit it, that indeed uh, you can extend your lifespan in animals phenomenally by limiting the number of calories you eat. Mm -hmm. And, And that's already a clue of, you know, health and survival. You look around the world where people live long, healthy ages, yes. something some people call the blue zones. Um, people don't eat 3,000 calories a day. Exactly. They don't have cheesecake factories around that mm-hmm. have one meal with 2,100 calories or something crazy. So anyways, long story short is that uh, Dr. Longo grabbed onto that science, and he created some of that science. But he asked the question, how does this apply to humans? Mm -hmm. And long story short, we can't say for certain that if a human every day eats less than they used to, they'll live longer. It's probably true because it's true of almost every animal model. Well, it is true of every animal model studied. But um, it's difficult. So he was thinking about it. You know, what can we do to get the benefits of cutting back calories but not all the pain, not all the suffering, not all the difficulty. And with a whole lot of experimentation I won't go into, he identified that if you just cut back the number of calories you eat five days a month, Mm -hmm. not 31 days a month, not something that's necessarily completely difficult, if you'll do that five days in a row, and more importantly, so he created a diet, 800 calories a day. Mm -hmm. Most of us eat more than 800 calories a day. We eat nearly 3,000 calories a day. Mm -hmm. But you can do most everything on 800 calories a day. You can go to work. You can drive your car. 
in general, you'll feel okay. There are some exceptions. A type 1 diabetic might uh, have quite a bit of difficulty uh, on just 800 calories a day maintaining their blood sugar and would need to adjust their insulin. And then he said it's also important what, that, um, what those calories are, and they should be low in protein. Everybody wants protein, chicken, chicken, chicken. He wants low protein, low sugar. Everybody hates sugar. We all agree there. Um, that you can actually get all the benefit of not eating at all. Again, in these animals, if you don't feed them at all, they live longer. Mm-hmm. Of course, not forever. But So the Prolon diet, that name came out uh, during the last person's call. P-R-O-L-O-N is literally a box of food, five days of food that is organized by the University of Southern California as a, I don't want to call it a diet plan, but as a scientific plan Mm -hmm. to get all the benefits these animals get when they eat intelligently and don't overeat, but without starving ourselves to the point of suffering. Mm -hmm. And it's something available. It's something actually that this Dr. Longo developed with the university as a business, a company in Los Angeles called El Nutra. You don't need to know that. Um, and I'll tell people where they can read more about the Prolon diet and who should do it and who shouldn't do it. But it is, you know, you hear all kinds of diets, the grapefruit diet and the paleo diet mm-hmm. and the vegan diet mm-hmm. and the ketogenic diet. It's very rare that there's a diet, a eating plan, that has the science that Prolon has, that Dr. Longo has created, a scientist who's been nominated for the Nobel Prize in Medicine. So the long story short, when I learned about it, because what it is, literally, it's a little tiny box with three meals in it, but they're dehydrated. You have to add hot water. Mm-hmm. It might be a couple soups, teas, nuts, olives. It's what we call plant-based. It, mm-hmm. There's no meat. There's no cheese. There's no eggs. There's no dairy. It's real food. It is really olives. It's really nuts. It's really soups. You just add the water. It's low in protein, low in, very low in sugar. Um, and you do it for five days in a row, you're probably going to lose weight. You're probably going to be a little hangry. You're probably going to, just like the caller said, say, where's my snack? And you actually can have a few slices of celery or cucumber that do not mess it up. Mm -hmm. But at the end of five days, you go back to hopefully a healthy diet. There is no set plan what you do after five days. And if you did that in June, you might want to do it again in July. You might want to do it again in August. Because, you know, the wonderful things happen. People do tend to lose weight, particularly around the belly, mm-hmm. right around that midsection. Everybody's got a roll and difficult. You tend to lower your blood sugar, which, you know, we're talking about with you. Lower your blood pressure, lower your cholesterol, lower something called your inflammation. And then just like these studies in animals, if you have the ability to measure it, um, there's ways to measure if you're aging, if you're have chemicals in your blood that promote cancer and these blood tests actually improve so you lower your risk apparently of developing cancer uh, of aging so it's it's it sounds so hollywood new age oh i just eat what's in the box for five days i lose weight and i'm younger (laughs) but it's actually got the science that you know no other dietary program has to actually claim that and this has all been published science this isn't just one guy with an interesting idea. There are universities all over the world studying prolon 
in cancer patients, we got to mm-hmm. wait for the results. Mm-hmm. In uh, diabetic patients, in multiple sclerosis patients, in dementia patients, in heart patients, in athletes. So the bottom line is eating less for a few days in a row can actually move your health forward. Mm-hmm. Just like if you imagine in the past, you're a caveman. There had to be days that there was food around, yes. and there were a few days that the weather was bad, or the you know the uh, the beasts had migrated somewhere else. And there were days that you went hungry, and the body has this ability to deal with a few days in a row of hunger. Now, you know, you don't want to do it every day. Absolutely. Well, hold on for me, Dr. Khan. We've got a quick break. And on the other side of the break, I want to get your contact information and how people can get more information on the prolonged diet right here on Healthy Choices XL. We shall return.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back to Healthy Choices. I am Sean Young, AAR Shanto, and I am the guest host filling in for Mr. Dr. Ray Solano. We have Dr. Joel Kahn on, and we're talking about the prolonged diet. And uh, Dr. Dr. Kahn, we've got a call, and I want to go to the caller, and then we're going to brush up on more about the who the prolonged diet is for and who it's not for. Caller, can I have your name and your question, please? Sure. Uh, my name is Karen. Hi, Karen. Uh, hi, how are you? Good. Good. Um, so I do have a question. Yes, ma'am. Um, and first I wanted to say thank you for asking your question earlier, kind of like um, when it's difficult. It, sometimes it's difficult for those of us to do this. Yes. So I, I'm kind of newer to this. I did paleo for five weeks and had great results and kind of fell off. Um, so your question, I really appreciate it. What do we do? And I also appreciated your answer, which was, be real. This is a big, this is, this is your life, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I do, I, I love the conversation. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Um, what I'm kind of pulling out of that is I need to probably um, try to catch this radio show more often and do um, put some things in place so that I have like the positive reinforcement regularly. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, but um, my question was, um, what do you think about doing something, pairing the prolon with like the paleo diet? So I'm thinking um, this would actually be a great way to kind of kick me back in to um, back into a healthy cycle that I was in previously. And, um, and, and then essentially doing the prolon for the week and then moving back into the paleo and then one week a month switching back into the prolon. Good question. Yeah. So, you know, I'm actually as a 41 year quote unquote vegan, I'm actually a fan of the paleo diet, particularly as was, you know, first described by Lauren Cordain in his book, the paleo diet, 20 years ago, um, but then there's been some alterations. I mean, is there butter? Is there dairy? Are there eggs in the paleo diet? Is there a lot of saturated fat coconut oil? Certainly not the way Lauren Cordain wrote about it at the beginning, um, and he wasn't actually the founder founder of it. There's um, well, The paleolithic people were the founder, but there was a physician in 1985 that actually introduced the modern concept of that a, mimicking a paleolithic diet may be good for our health and get us back to original genetics. So why do I say that I'm a fan of it? Because it rejects processed food. It rejects uh, excess sugar. It rejects, you know, the junk that's in the American diet everywhere. It's hard to eat paleo clean. You have to be putting that best fuel in your best car, like I talked about earlier, mm -hmm. you know, it takes planning, it takes precision, it takes sometimes saying no. I'll uh, give a quick story. Um, I had uh, lunch in November with Dave Asprey, Dave Asprey, who started Bulletproof Nutrition, which has grown to huge um, levels, and the founder of putting butter in your coffee, and I do not agree with that, but that's another conversation. But we had lunch together, and he would not agree that his diet, the Bulletproof diet, is just another paleo diet. But there's a lot of similarities um, with the paleo diet. The interesting thing is he had much more difficulty eating at Google headquarters cafeteria than I did as a vegan. 
Because, I mean, you know, he's not going to eat meat unless it's grass-fed, organic. And, you know, there's a thousand rules mm -hmm. to really do paleo right. There's, you know, there's hundreds of rules to really do vegan, healthy, and right. And they're both, and this isn't a criticism, they're both sort of elitist, careful diets that take a lot of work and preparation. So paleo is great. But to answer your specific question, yes. To alternate five days of prolon, you actually will be five days without animal products. 25 days of a clean paleo diet. Make sure you're packing in leafy greens and dark berries and whole foods. Would be, a, you know, so much better than the standard American diet, and you'd probably feel great. Uh, or you could insert 25 days of the Mediterranean diet, as was originally described uh, in books by Walter Willett and Dr. Keyes. Or insert 25 days of a healthy whole food plant-based diet. Uh, all those are great options to couple with Prolon. I will say Dr. Um, Longo has a book out in January called The Longevity Diet, mm. where he actually sort of suggests a modified Mediterranean diet. It's not exactly the Mediterranean diet uh, that you do after Prolon. It's not required. It's just the synthesis of his 20 years of working in the nutrition field. So that's certainly another plan to shout out there but absolutely good work thank you and can i ask one other really quick question y yes ma'am so you just mentioned a ton of amazing resources and um, sometimes it's hard to know where to go to find all those things you just said like i would probably pick up the most recent paleo book and have not great information um where do i go if i want to know um if i want to like, read about the things you just talked about Right, you got to read everything I write. But since uh, I was going to be asked anyways, I do try. I, I'm sure there's people out there that follow my work that say he's the most biased dude out there. We hate what he posts because <laughs> I am pretty strong and opinionated. But on Twitter, I'm at D-R-J-K-A-H-N, Dr. J. Khan. On Instagram, I don't get his Instagram's a picture thing, but Twitter's, you know, science and references and mm -hmm. pictures of graphs, and it can get quite ugly. I just listened to a podcast where a doctor in New York said Twitter's where angry old men hang out and <laughs> beat up each other. And there's a, little, there's a little truth to that right now between, you know, paleo and keto and vegano and all that. we gotta, we got to put an O at the end of vegan because it has to end in O. Uh, vegano. But um, where else do you go? True Health Initiative. There's a website, True Health Initiative. 400-plus nutrition experts around the world. I'm on their uh, primary board. I'm very lucky to say that. And we all agreed, all different places, from Australia to England to the United States to keto background, paleo background, vegan background, academic. But uh, we all agree on kind of core nutritional principles. So that's a place you can go. Um, I think the Harvard School of Public Health is an authentic place, and they have a Harvard Health Newsletter and a Harvard Heart Newsletter. Um, I will also say, although I'm sure people would disagree, there is two sites. The Cornell Nutrition School has a um, website that the very famous book, The China Study, and Dr. Campbell puts out blogs and newsletters, and then Nutrition Facts. Dot org is a video every day, nutritionfacts.org. Another, it's very plant-focused, but frankly, the majority of the science is actually very plant-focused. 
I'm not saying the majority of the Twitter posts are very plant-focused, but the majority of the science is. So those are a few references. That's very helpful. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, caller, for your, your uh, um, for calling in and your input. Thank you. You're welcome. You have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, maybe, we, maybe we talk keto for a minute. You want to talk keto for a minute? Absolutely. But uh, can people contact you? How is the best way to keep yeah. people contact you? The best you? way is I have a website, and from my website, people can find my Facebook, my Instagram, my YouTube, my Twitter, my blogs, my clinic. I still practice. Mm-hmm. My restaurants, if you come to Detroit or Austin, Texas, you want to go to my restaurant. Yeah. Um, and that's Dr. But it's D-R-J-O-E-L. K-A-H-N.com, drjoelkahn.com, and that one site pretty much takes you everywhere uh, that there is. Uh, And so, you know, the the hottest craze right now, paleo's actually faded a bit. I mean, it's still out there, but it's ketogenic. What the heck does that mean, ketogenic? (laughs) So it turns out, I mean, you know, I had to think about it for a while. I was a medical student a long time ago, 30 35 plus years ago. And we used to see diabetic patients that were really sick and their breath was fruity smell mm-hmm. and their urine or blood tests would show that they had a unusual energy source in their blood called ketone bodies. Mm. And our goal was to get rid of ketone bodies. It means these people were either starving or alcoholic end stage or very poor diabetic control. And these ketone bodies were the enemy. And we used to pump them full of fluid and give insulin and try and change their diet very quickly. Ketone bodies were the enemy. Well, everything's changed now. Really? And the feeling is that you can create a diet that causes the body to make this fuel source Mm -hmm. that normally is made only under extreme stress. Well, how do you do that? You do that by eating very low carbs, so mm-hmm. goodbye bread, goodbye fruit, goodbye pasta, goodbye beans, goodbye rice, goodbye grains. And you want to jack up the fat calories, hello butter, hello lard, hello meat, hello chicken, hello pork. Um, and maybe, you know, and, and you do that, and if you stick with it, the body says there's no carbohydrates of any significance. And we better find another way to fuel the body, just like we do when we're starving or when we're in diabetic crisis or alcoholic crisis. Mm -hmm. And the body starts to burn fat and makes a fuel called ketone bodies. And if you do it really crazy, you will get that same fruity breath, and you'll be able to check in your urine or your blood that you're creating these things. So it turns out there is a medical condition that actually helps, and that is epilepsy, seizures that aren't responding to medication. There are children that don't respond to phenobarbital and dilatin and other drugs, and you teach them how to follow a diet like this, and their seizures get better. Their mm-hmm. brain seems to like this fuel. Mm-hmm. Well, on that basis now, many, many people are doing this. It's basically recycled. It's the Atkins diet. Yes. Eat your pork rinds, eat your meat, but never have a piece of bread. Have the burger, but don't have the bun, even if it's 100% whole grain Ezekiel bun with the idea that you get slimmer, you get trimmer, and all. And the reality is a lot of it works. Yes. I mean, the Atkins diet worked for a lot of people. I mean, I can't tell you how many hundreds of patients told me, I'm ashamed to tell you, but when I do the Atkins diet, I lose weight and I fit in my clothes better. Yep. Yep. That's an important goal, and it drops your blood sugar sometimes and drops your cholesterol and drops your blood pressure. The problem is 
that all should translate into better health. And mm-hmm. so there's two big problems. There's no data that's healthy for your heart. There's no data directly that it's harmful to your heart, but that should be a big concern. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that adding in butter and lard, uh, you know, if you're going to eat broccoli, you slobber lard all over it is the way to eat broccoli. Is that good for your heart? Well, we should have that data. We know the data for heart disease eating plants, healthy plants. Mm-hmm. You actually can get rid of your heart disease with healthy plants, but we're knowing. Number two, there are seven major published science studies that suggest you may actually be shortening your lifespan when you do that diet and you do it long term. We just talked about Prolon being five days a month. Yes. Most people doing the ketogenic diet are doing it 30 days a month, month after month after month. We'll never have a piece of bread again. We'll have, you know, wouldn't eat a mango or a papaya if they were dying because it's carbs, horrible carbs. <laughs> we all agree, you know, cupcakes, cookies, and Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew yes. are not health foods. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody agrees. But is a piece of Ezekiel bread and a mango the devil, or is it part of a healthy diet? So there are these seven large studies that say you may die younger if you do the ketogenic diet. And the problem is nobody in the ketogenic community talks about this very much. Mm-hmm. There are companies teaching Diabetic patients, the animal ketogenic diet, and I just introduced the word because most of this is animal food like butter, like lard, like beef. Um, There are companies teaching diabetic patients this. There's people like LeBron James and Halle Berry and um, Hugh Jackman and others. And none of them know or are at least saying, but be careful if Mm -hmm. you do this long term, you might shorten your lifespan. Absolutely. And until we have other data, that is the data, and the data is frankly scary. So what do you do with that? One, if you're going to do it, do it short term. Mm-hmm. you got a wedding and you want to fit in your tuxedo, do it for six days. Don't do it for 60 days. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for six months. Number two, there is, you know, the prolon diet does make you ketotic. You will get, if you do it right, on the fourth and the fifth day, and if you check your urine strip, you might develop some of those ketone bodies. That's mm-hmm. actually part of the goal. Mm-hmm. But that's for five days, and on the sixth day, you're starting to reverse it, and on the seventh day, it's all gone. So that is a very short stress to the body. Number two, it's done with plants. So right now, it's suddenly very hot to talk about vegan keto. Yeah. I mean, and you can do it. You can take a big plate of arugula and kale and spinach and broccoli, and you can put some avocado oil or extra virgin olive oil or coconut oil, but I am not a fan of coconut oil. And you can create a diet that you can do for a week. There's some free programs on the web, one-week eating plan for vegan keto. Now, it doesn't have any of the science that uh, Dr. Longo in the Prolon program has. It doesn't have any of the control data. It doesn't have any of the stem cell data that might actually help, might help dementia, Alzheimer's, diabetes type 2, and other mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's dedicated that I'm doing a ketogenic diet because I want my rear end to look like Halle Berry's rear end, and that's a good goal for some people, mm-hmm. do it with plants. Don't do it with beef, butter, and lard, uh, partly for the animals and partly for your heart arteries and all the rest. Well, Dr. Khan, we have another call, and if you want to call in, you can always do that at 877-956-9566. Caller, can I have your first name and your question, please? Hi, it's Catrice. Uh-huh. Um, 
I'm listening to the program currently. Um, I have like no clue of like how to eat healthy. Like I'm starting from scratch. All right. Well, hold on just a second and turn your radio down. Uh, Dr. Khan, how can you help her? Sure. And thank you, Katrice, for calling in. And I'd say, um, I'd only tell you, you know, I think you can do uh, the great Les Brown motivator said, inch by inch, it's a cinch, yard by yard, it's hard. So baby steps. I mean, if you've got a health crisis, you may have to really do some dramatic things in the first week. But baby steps. So there's maybe two or three things. And, and, and focus on one. I would say, number one, get off dairy. Step one, because anything you're eating now that's dairy, milk, cheese, coffee creamer, ice cream, yogurt, is available from uh, hemp or almond or coconut or soy um, or oat or flax. Every grocery store, you don't have to go find an expensive uh, specialty grocery store. Every major supplier, the big box stores like Sam Club, and do your body a break. Get off dairy because I'm, I'm not a fan of animal foods because of the science. Mm-hmm. One of the world's leading scientists believes the protein in dairy is the single biggest trigger of cancer in human health. And there is no other animal in the world that at age 40 drinks the breast milk of another animal. <laughs> think about it. It's insane. So that's if you said, okay, it's June. All I'm going to do in June is go to the grocery store and buy organic soy milk. Or I'm going to try some almond milk. Or I'm going to try an almond yogurt. Uh, you know, don't buy the ones that have all the sugar in them, whether it's Dan and Dairy yogurt or an almond yogurt with all the sugar. Get one without it. You want to put some real blueberries on it, that's fine. I'm not going to eat ice cream or I'm going to try one of these coconut or rice or soy ice creams. And do that in January. I do that in June, I'm sorry. And the only other rule would be more fruits and vegetables. You know, even like right now, if you're eating an omelet for breakfast, make spinach and tomato in your omelet. Mm, yeah. If you're having oatmeal, which is a great breakfast, put blueberries mm-hmm. and uh, strawberries on it. If you're, um, if you know, if you're having a sandwich, put lettuce and tomato. Mm. See you guys. Yeah, coming up. Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, it's simple steps to add more fruits and vegetables every meal. Um, and you know, it doesn't take new recipes. But, I, you know, I can't eat that burger unless I get some lettuce and tomato. I can't have that pizza unless I put some mushrooms, onions, and peppers on it. And get more fruits and vegetables. The average number of fruits and vegetables serving in the United States is under three a day. And it's supposed to be way more than five a day. You poop better. Your headaches go away. Yeah, you know, your weight responds. Your blood pressure responds. We need more fruits and vegetables. So I, that's just two things. Goodbye, dairy. Hello, fruits and vegetables. And we can work on 20 other things after that, but simple baby steps. Wow. Well, I really appreciate I really, really appreciate this because um, I just got through seeing my dietitian this week, and she gave me, like, a diabetic um, diet pretty much to follow. Mm. Ah, so let me, I'll suggest to you, if that's what you're challenged by, there's a free program on the web called 21 Day Kickstart. Dot org. 21 oh, yes. is the number. Yes, yes. Number 21 day. It's a three-week eating program mm-hmm. designed by a very well-known physician. You don't pay for it. It's got recipes, grocery lists. If you sign up, you actually get emails from John Sally, the NBA player, or Carrie Underwood, the musician. They're all kind of involved. You never can buy anything. There's mm-hmm. no hook. And it's like, here, here's a suggestion. Breakfast for the next three weeks, lunch for the next three weeks, dinner. 
Um, and, you know, it's the real solution to type 2 diabetes. Absolutely. And it's simple. Um, and it's already been shown to be superior in a, in a serious scientific study, superior to the American diabetes yes, diet. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, can, oh. I, I can actually, uh, I, I follow them because I'm, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and I literally have brought my A1C down from 10.5 to 7.1 Whoa, in about, eight, yeah, in about eight, eight months. And that was... Following them and also doing intermittent diet uh, um, uh, fasting as well. Yeah, so those are all just good clues. No dairy, fruits and vegetables, and an actual three-week eating program that's free for you to start with other people so you don't feel left out and alone. Okay, thank you so much. Well, thank you for the call. You can do it. Don't quit. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Khan, real quick, we, uh, we've got about three minutes. So now tell me a little bit about your take on the, on the uh, mimicking diet and how do you feel about the mimicking uh, fasting diet? Well, I think that, you know, the field of nutrition is confusing. Just if we think about the questions we've had just in this one hour mm-hmm. and so many other questions. Um, and we need science, and we don't have enough science. So one of the things that is remarkable is that this isn't just another as-seen-on-TV program. Mm-hmm. This isn't just another Hollywood actress who's selling you know, powders or liquids or some other such thing. This is the premier science. So you know, that's what got me involved was how good the science was, how mm-hmm. this has been studied for nearly 20 years, mm-hmm. how it's been perfected, how literally... If you do it, if you do it the way it's uh, it, it's mindless. Here's what you eat day one, day two, day three. Don't question it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in my own personal life, I started doing this early last year and quickly lost about 20 pounds, which mm-hmm. was not happening any other method I could identify. And I started teaching patients about it, and I just saw patients get out of a rut. They started to lose weight. They didn't know what to do. And the interesting thing is. They started doing better, not just for five days. They started making better food decisions for the rest of the month, and they just felt they had control. I mean, here's a, you know, we're not talking a drug, we're not talking operation, we're not talking bariatric surgery, but they had a tool to follow and a Mm -hmm. program to follow, um, and they took control of their health, and they kept going with it. So, yeah, I think it's the, the best thing since sliced bread except there's no bread in the box. Well, how did, how, now you, uh, is, is this a, uh, the Prolon diet, is it in a kit? If so, how can you yeah, get it? Yeah, it's actually a beautiful little box, mm-hmm. uh, like about the size of about three shoe boxes. It's not very large. Mm-hmm. And there's, there are inside, it's like Christmas. You get five little Christmas boxes. Mm-hmm. Christmas day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. Christmas only lasts five days for Prolon. And each of the boxes has all the food for that day with a little guide. And it'll be tea bags, and it'll be a bag of nuts and a bag of olives and some soup mixes. And it couldn't be simpler, really. And how do, how do people reach out and get, get a kit? What are yeah, you do? so people can go online and find the website for Prolon. It's actually P-R-O-L-O-N-F-M-D.com. F-M-D is Fasting Mimicking Diet. They can call my office. We can help them get it and give them some advice. There are people that shouldn't do it. 
type 1 diabetics shouldn't do it. Uh, many type 2 diabetics that are experiencing their blood sugar crashing shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. uh, without, at least without doctor's supervision. If you weigh 72 pounds, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> you're going to lose some weight. Well, you know, if you're a serious heart patient, like really sick, you shouldn't do it. But that's a small slice of the people that are looking for a solution. Well, real quickly, your contact, we got about 30 seconds. I want people to be able to contact you if they need any Thank more you. information. How do they contact you? Yeah, I, anybody can email me, Dr. Khan at ConCenter.com, D-R-K-A-H-N at K-A-H-N Center.com. My personal email, and I actually respond. All right, well, Dr. Khan, hold the phone. Thank you for so much for what you've done, and thank you for listening to Healthy Choices XM. We're here to help you make healthy solutions and healthy choices to make your life better. All right, Dr. Khan, thank you so much. Well, thank you, sir. It was a pleasure. I think we did some good stuff. Thank you. I think we did, and I look forward to your feedback uh, about my style. Like I said, I kind of love I, it. I, I kind of love. I kind of go from the hip. I just like to have a conversation. Yeah, so. no, it was a very comfortable conversation. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And I live okay. in Dallas, so I'm going to hit oh. up your. I'm going to hit your restaurant because I am a foodie. <laughs> well, it's down in Austin, so it's a few hours from you. But thank you. I definitely will. We matter of fact, we might be swinging that way here. In about another two weeks so when we do okay. i'm gonna, I, your place is on on my list all right thank I, you so much thank you so much sir bye-bye bye-bye